Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 11 to 1 on LMFM with Gilmore's Mercedes Benz Kings Court. Visit our showrooms to see or test drive the amazing Mercedes Benz vehicles. Call our sales team or log on to gilmores.ie. Gilmore's Mercedes Benz Kings Court. The best in motoring here for you. LMFM. You're listening to LMFM 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here. Good morning. Hope you're keeping well. You can get in touch with me 086 1800 658. Lots to get through. But first, here's the Arrhythmics. It's the Arrhythmics. Thorn in my side, kicking us off this Monday morning. I know it's back around again to another week. Hope you're keeping well. You can get in touch with me. Some of you are already. Thank you so much on 086 1800 658. Between Storm Dudley and Eunice and Franklin, we've experienced, I think, the worst of the Irish weather over the past few days. And yesterday was just a day for doing absolutely nothing, wasn't it, at home? It was just awful. I thought it might have brightened up a little bit in the afternoon. It was kind of like that weird sunny rain. The wind would just blow you away if you went anywhere. And normally we in our house, we're off traipsing here and there and exploring or going off in the car for a drive or something. You know, we've spoken on this programme before about our love of Sunday drives. But yesterday, stayed put, fire lit, movie on. And this is might come as a bit of a shocker, but in my world, this is quite big. This is big news in the world of Sinead. I made a roast dinner for the first time. Now, I've done a roast, you know, turkey. I've done turkey on Christmas Day. That's a nerve-wracking enough experience in itself. I tried something that my mother used to make all of the time. It's like a roast pork, basically, with the stuffing inside it. So I had to do the gluten-free stuffing, the whole lot. And I'm a bit nervous. I have a mental block when it comes to kind of roast dinners because it's like, you know, there's pressure. Get it right. Do it right, you know. A lot of people with their tongues hanging out for dinner on a Sunday. (laughs) So I did. I made a stab yesterday. I was delighted with my life. I really was. It turned out well and there was like nothing but, you know, silence around the dinner and uh, dinner consumed and eaten. Now, they may have just been doing it to be nice. I don't know (laughs) because it was my first attempt. But I was loving my life, my roast pork. So there you go. Uh, You know, it's just try new things, isn't it, for 2022. And one of these things, when it comes to baking, good luck, it's always going to turn out wrong for me. Or things like that, you know, like a roast dinner, like an important dinner on a Sunday. I have a bit of a, oh God, get it right kind of moment. But it was great. It worked out well. I'm delighted with myself. Anyway, it was a lovely to just do nothing. It was lovely to do nothing yesterday. But uh, in saying that, I Franklin and Eunice and Dudley and co, just be gone now. You're causing enough havoc. We're done with this stormy kind of weather out there. I uh, hope you're keeping safe wherever you are. We have so much to get through on the show today. We're going to be catching up very shortly with Pat O'Shaughnessy and the LMFM Roadrunner crew. They are in the Mill Enterprise Hub in Drogheda. And uh, Minister for Rural and Community Development, Heather Humphreys, she is there because she's launching the government's new Connected Hubs app. We're going to be finding out more about that. And also they're going to launch their whole media campaign around the Connected Hubs as well. So we'll catch up with Pat very, very shortly. This is fantastic. I'm on connectedhubs.ie, Okay, This is what we're going to be talking about very shortly with Pat O'Shaughnessy. He is live from the Mill Enterprise Hub in Drogheda. And Minister for Rural and Community Development, Heather Humphreys, she is launching this. It's the new government Connected Hubs app. But I went on to connectedhubs.e to kind of find out what's this all about. And this is fantastic. If you're a startup business, 
perhaps you have an idea for a business and you're trying to get yourself you know, established, you need a place to work and also a community of like-minded people to support you. This is what this basically do, does. So it's kind of, if you need a desk, you know, for a day, a week or long term, if you need kind of a virtual office facility, if you need kind of a co-working sort of space, you know, with, with like-minded people, this is what this essentially does, this Connected Hubs. So we're going to find out more about this and with Pat O'Shaughnessy uh, just after the break. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back. 11 to 1 on L. Yes, Pat O'Shaughnessy and the LMFM Roadrunner crew are live this morning from the Mill Enterprise Hub in Drogheda because today Minister for Rural and Community Development Heather Humphreys is launching the government's new ConnectedHubs.ie app and also officially launching the Connected Hubs national media campaign. Pat is there. He's standing by with all the details. How are you doing, Pat? Hi, Sinead. You're very welcome. Connected Hub at the Mill. Yes, they've launched the app this morning and I'm delighted to be here. Not virtually, but sort of, because I've gone through the the magical internet to get to you here today, um, where everybody is working from the hub here at the mill, where Heather Humphreys has come along here this morning, the Minister, of course, for Rural and Community Development, to launch the app, which is launched nationally this morning. One of the users here, and I was intrigued when I read the brief last night, is uh, Candice Lefleur, and she's the founder and managing director of a company called CR Robotics, and they are called Hey Milo. And Hey Milo is a robot, would you believe, that works along with people who have dementia. Am I right so far, Candice? Hi, yeah, that that's us pretty much. Um, and how long have you been here and what has the hub meant for you? We've only been here for a couple of months. Um, we'd all been working from home during the pandemic and we had our big office before, but honestly, we were all getting pretty tired of having about 30 robots running around each of our houses. So we were looking for somewhere that we could call a new a new home. And uh, we came across the hub and it's it's been fantastic for us. These guys are incredibly well connected and they're so eager to introduce us around um, and eager to make connections for us in the wider community. So it's been fantastic for us, actually. And for you to be here today at the national launch of this app, which is brilliant, brings a whole wider audience here, I'm sure. Well, especially since I was working today anyways. Yeah. <laughs> what a plus that was. Yeah, kind of. And this is like an intermediate step from not working in your own business or your own office and not working from home, as you described very nicely there. What's that step been like to come to this intermediate step where you're interconnected? You know, we we had our big office before and it was lovely. It was in Dundalk. It was fantastic. Um And then we all started working from home and, and we were doing that for all of the two years, essentially. And we had the option of going towards a big office again, but we felt we didn't need it. We we needed we wanted somewhere where people could still work from home some days a week. Um, some of us could come in. We could come in and brainstorm together if we needed to. We can come in and, and work through tasks, but we don't have to be here all the time. So some of our team, they come in the middle of the night. It, it's been fantastic for them. And a little bit about your company. It's intriguing. It really is 21st century, you know, robots to help people with dementia. Explain a little bit about that to me, please. Yeah. Um, well, it, it kind of started when I was 32. I had a major stroke and uh, I was stuck in hospital for uh, about two or, two or three weeks. Goodness. And I was the youngest one there by at least 40 years at the time. Um, and I couldn't go home because there was no one to monitor me. 24-7 to make sure that if I had another stroke, if I fell, if, if something happened... And you're only 32. I was, and yeah, I had... It, it was a... It threw my, my life for a loop, and it, it sure kind of launched did. me into... Yeah. There must be a solution for this, and I couldn't find anything, so I got a team together and we made something. So now we have our robotic companion that can help so people hey, to get out of hospital faster yeah. and stay home as long as possible. So Milo's your companion, or was, and now you're developing for other people. Yeah, it's it's... You, you have to be part of the solution. That is a... You have to be part of the solution. And you had a problem and you came up with your solution. Well, look at... Well, don't you? And this hub, I'm sure, will work well for you into the future. And um, well, Thank you so much. What a, what a beginning for a business. I have to say it's extraordinary. Well, don't you? Yeah, it's been fantastic so far. Thank you. And that, Sinead, is uh, Candice Lafleur, founder and managing director of CR Robotics. I could talk to her all day when you hear that story and that backstory. And that's the sort of people that are here. And that's what a hub like this means to a uh, small... Indigenous business that wants to get off the ground and wants to get out there and get, wants to get right out into the open world and be connected if you want to do it. The app has been launched today and we're here at the mill for the Connected Hub. We'll talk to you a little bit later on for more of the same. And we will have the Minister, of course, because she has launched it here this morning. That's the Minister for Rural and Community Development, Heather Humphreys. Talk to you then.
Thanks a million, Pat. Oh, Candice is fantastic. I remember meeting little Milo the robot when she first launched this business. Oh, God, it must be two or so years ago now at this stage. Great to see her doing so well and to be part of the ConnectedHubs.ie day that's happening there at the Mill Enterprise Hub in Drogheda. We'll catch up with Pat O'Shaughnessy a little bit later on in the programme. My little boy, who is nearly six, has an ambition in life. He does to be a guard. He's obsessed with the guards, so he is, and has been since he was very small. Really, when I tell him, when I ask him, what do you want to be when you grow up? He's like, I want to be a guard, mommy. And hopefully that might last for him. Uh, now, he might be a little bit young for this, but there is a new recruitment campaign for On Guard, the Shia It's been launched um, recently by Justice Minister Helen McEntee. And my next guest has over 20 years working in On Guard, the Shia And he's very much encouraging people to sign up for this recruitment campaign. And particularly, he's looking for new uh, members of our new Irish community, women and people from minority groups to consider a career with On Guard, the I'm going to find out more about this with Superintendent Paul Franey from Balbriggan Garda Station. We're going to chat to him just after these. 11 to 1 on LMFM. A new recruitment campaign for Angarder Siakana was launched by Justice Minister Helen McEntee recently. And my next guest is urging members of new Irish communities, women and people from minority groups to consider a career with the Guards. This is the first recruitment campaign since 2019 and it's a great opportunity for those seeking a career in Angarder Siakana. Joining me now to tell us more is Superintendent Paul Franey. He's from Balbriggan Garda Station and he's over 20 years working with Angarder Siakana. How are you doing, Paul? Good morning. Doing very well. Thank you very much. Great to have you on the programme. Uh, this is the first recruitment drive since before the pandemic. And it has to be said, I think Angar the Shia Khan played a blinder during the pandemic, you know, from keeping us safe to entertaining us with the online videos. We saw a really different side to the guards with the Jerusalem videos, didn't we? Yeah, look, it was, it was a very difficult time for a lot of people. And I suppose we had a role to play in it. And we were just one of many, I suppose, public groups that or public services that sort of had to adapt very quickly and do a different job all of a sudden, some, some of which was hard because look, the good people going about their business don't want to be stopped by the guards at checkpoints and things like that. Yeah. But we did our best to sort of, I suppose, maybe try and check in and the elderly, more isolated people, doing things that we didn't get to do, I suppose, because things were so busy all, all the time. We got to sort of, I suppose we got to do a lot of good community work, yes. particularly with sort of more vulnerable people, which was nice. Um, but Thankfully, it all appears to be coming to an end. And please God, that's, uh, that's the end of it for now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you, you have done such amazing work in the community. It has to be said, it really has. Um, so tell us about this recruitment drive. It's happening all around the country, launched by the Minister for Justice, Helen McEntee, recently. Absolutely. And like recruiting people, things like this is obviously one of the most important jobs we do. If we can attract the right people, every, every new guard, if we get the right people in, is sort of a minimum 30 years of service to the community. So getting the right people in is really, really important. And attracting people who maybe haven't thought about this as a career is, is something that we're trying to do at the moment. Um, we have a desire, I suppose, to be a police service that reflects the communities we serve. And at the moment, there's loads of communities that are a little bit underrepresented. Um, and, you know, there's that, that causes all sorts of challenges when communities don't see themselves represented in the police service. Um, so what we'd like to do is was communicate with people that... Yeah, we'd like everyone to join. So it's, we're certainly not excluding the the, the traditional uh, yeah. sort of cohorts. I suppose the, the middle class Irish, the sort of the good rural guy playing <laughs> sort of, sort of <laughs> traditional sort of you know people who, who entered the guards, and they're great. But we also police in Ireland today. That's a very different Ireland, even the one that I when I when I joined twenty two years ago, and. You know, I, it's very difficult for people, particularly people maybe whose backgrounds or parents' backgrounds came from countries where you wouldn't talk to the police, you wouldn't mm-hmm. go near the police, you wouldn't trust the police, to trust us. You know, a lot of that baggage has been carried over, um, which is very understandable, and, and there are trust issues in certain communities. And if they can see themselves representative, if they can see someone that looks like them in a uniform, all of a sudden trusting the police becomes much, much easier. Yeah, and I love this idea of, you know, the guards being more reflective of the, of the Irish society that we are in today. And, you know, you mentioned there you're, you're 15 months as a superintendent, you're a guard for over 20 years. What made you want to be a guard in the first place? And it must be a rewarding career if you're in it that long. Oh, yeah, look, it, it's, it's all I wanted to do since I was a young child, I think from 
being obsessed with watching episodes of the Bill from being about <laughs> eight years of age. There was the, the police was all I ever wanted to do. So I'm very lucky insofar as I'm, I'm one of those people who sort of had a dream, had this thing that you know that was out there that, and actually got to achieve it and do it. And look, it's been a really interesting 22 years. It's been hard yeah. uh, at times. It's been, it's never been dull. It's uh, you know I, I've worked in everything from undercover drugs work to working in char- being in charge of our strategic planning unit, and I worked in HR. There's a whole load of wow. Okay, because you know st- straight away you, you know first of all you say the bill, then you say undercover drugs work, and I'm like immediately my attention is peaked. I mean like that is extremely dangerous work, and uh, you know but uh, but like you say such a variety in there, you know uh, for what you've done in, uh, over the past number of years. I mean you know stuff like that is is very tough. What sort of criteria or attributes then do you think make a great guard? Well, a great guard is someone that has an interest in the communities that they serve. Like, so, like, and you know, people automatically latch onto things like undercover drugs work and armed units and all mm-hmm. the fancy stuff. The reality is, the majority of work that I've done, the majority of work that most people will ever do in the police, is sort of pretty much frontline community-based policing services, either on core units doing the nine 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 response or in community policing units, and that that's where the reality of sort of most careers goes and sort of that type of thing, maybe detective work and afterwards promotion. And the sort of people who make really, really good guards are the sort of people that are naturally proactive, that are really interested in people, that are just the sort of people who see something that needs to be done and just does it rather than needing to be told, you know. Um, and so those people who are a little bit resilient, yeah. tough jobs. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's, it's not easy and, and there will be times, you know, it'll... it'll It'll test you. Yeah. Um, it's it's certainly not something for the sort of faint-hearted, but you know, it's it's. I think what we'd like is maybe a slightly different mix. And for me, like I joined, I went to college first because I didn't want to go in too early, mm. which was I think is very important. Like you can go in from eighteen, but you know, I think getting people who have a bit of life experience yes. behind them, who maybe maybe reared a young family, maybe had a career for a while and decided actually, you know what. I need something a little more challenging. I need something a little more different. Uh, and I, I want to make a bit of a difference because there's very few jobs that you can go home at the end of the day, every day going, yeah, today I helped someone. Yeah, yeah that must be... a little be, bit of a difference for someone's life. Yeah, that must and be so, it, it so rewarding. Yeah, really and truly. And, you know, um, there's uh, just you brought me to a good point there. You know, you, you, as you say, you can go in from 18. Uh, you don't need to have college. But as you said, that, that is advisable. What sort of in terms of the application process, what's involved? And do you still need the Irish? You don't still need the Irish. Oh, very no. good. OK. Um, so you need, to, you need to speak either English or Irish reasonably fluently. So one or the other, but not you don't necessarily you don't have to have both. So if you if you've good fluent English, you'd be grand. Um, and there's been a number of other changes that are taking place so to make it sort of to remove barriers from communities that wouldn't traditionally be represented. So things like turbans, burkas, etc. Yep. There's opportunities now for the uniform to be adapted so people can come in from different backgrounds and obviously work. Uh, you know, in ways that weren't possible before. So thankfully that those things have changed recently as well. Um, like in terms of the criteria, good character, physically and mentally fit, and people will need to be certified by their GP. Mm-hmm. 34 is the max age. Um, okay. So when the competition closes on the 16th of March, you have to be thir- max 34. Um, that the, reels me out now, so straight away. <laughs> only just. <laughs> um, EEA or UK, you know, there's, there's a variety of sort of um, specifications around yeah. nationality, but people, even with refugee, certain refugee status or people living here for a number of years, there's criteria there which now these people can join, which is great. That is fantastic. Have been there before. Yeah. Um, like the basic educational qualifications are kind of five leaving cert subjects yeah. uh, or sort of a level five equivalent, but. I suppose to, 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 be, to warn people as well, there's, it's quite a competitive process when mm. you get in the online assessments, etc. So it, it is quite complex and the job is quite hard. So people sometimes see a very low threshold in terms of the educational piece and go, sure, that'll be easy. It's not. Um, and it tends to be very competitive. 
once you get in there um, on the online it's, assessment. It's more than center. just, as you say, you know, a, a number on a page for your leaving cert. You know what I mean? There's a lot more Absolutely. skills and life skills that go into this as well. So people, they can sign up to publicjobs.ie. That's the best place for people to find the information. As you mentioned, the 16th of March is the closing date for this as well. You're, you're selling it. You really are, Paul. You're selling this career in the guards. I wish you the best of luck with the recruitment process. Thank you so, so much for joining me. Thank you. Take care. Thanks a million. Superintendent Paul Franey there from Balbriggan Garda Station. Very much urging people to, to, to consider this. I'm actually getting a message here from regular listener David. Uh, Kate, his daughter, is studying to join on Garda Siakana. So proud of her. From the same age as uh, my little guy, Killian, she wanted to be a guard, which is fantastic. And the same age, seemingly, as, as Paul as well. It is a very rewarding career. All of the details for this, publicjobs.ie. We're in five and memories on LMFM's 11 to 1. Now it's time for this. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Whether you're extending, building or replacing your windows and doors, talk to your local Senator Windows dealer today on 1850 774455. Temperatures out there 8 to 10 degrees. Sunset is at 5.46 p.m. Sunrise tomorrow, 7.31 a.m. On this day in 1952, actress Elizabeth Taylor was 19. She marries for the second time to actor Michael Wilding. And today is Sticky Bundy. Oh, yeah. A great excuse to indulge in your favourite sticky treat, Sticky Bundy. LMFM Northeast Update. Now we're going to be returning to the Enterprise, the Mill Enterprise Hub in Drogheda because they have launched Connected Hubs, the national media campaign for it and also the app as well. We're going to be joining Pat O'Shaughnessy just after these. 11 to 1 on LMFM. Yes, Pat O'Shaughnessy and the LMFM Roadrunner crew are live from the Mill Enterprise Hub in Drogheda today and Minister for Rural and Community Development Heather Humphreys. She is launching the government's new ConnectedHubs.ie app and also officially launching the Connected Hubs national media campaign. We're going to rejoin Pat now at the Enterprise Hub in Drogheda. How are you doing, Pat? Yes, Sinead, you're very welcome back uh, here to the Connected Hub at the mill and it's really going on and it's extraordinary to see all of these people walking around their businesses and when you think that they reach out to all over the world, you know, from a something is what looks quite small on the outside but it's a bit like Doctor Who's TARDIS because it's huge on the inside because of the reach that it actually has. A man who has reach and gives other people that sort of international reach is Alan Martin. He's the managing director of Blueberry Design and they've over 40 years experience in the market space uh, of web design and apps. Over the last 10 years you've worked with over 200 companies um, and I am sure that in that time you have seen a heck of a lot of change in, in that time. Uh, yes, yes, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Yes, um, the whole space has grown considerably um, since I started, that's for sure. Um, but um, I think in the last two years, anyway, since COVID, it's, it's, it's absolutely rocketed. So um, it's, uh, uh, in regards to changes for technology, it changes every day. It's hard to keep up with. But, Even uh, when you look at what we do now, compared to when we did gigs you know, five years ago, the setup that we had the night before, now we come out and practically everything's on your phone or your smart mm, device. Yeah. Is that what you're finding and you're building businesses towards getting as much out of that pocket device that you possibly can well, have? We, we concentrate on both desktop and mobile. Mobile okay. is the main driver, absolutely, these days um, because of good connectivity and so on. But... Um, uh, it's, it's obviously trying to incorporate both use, both platforms, i.e. mobile and desktop, um, for the, the most optimal uh, experience with, with your website or your app, you know. And for you, you, you know, you said the silver lining, and a lot of people have said that in IT services, the silver lining of COVID was how the industry exploded and be- got that much wider reach. Mm. For you now being inside here in the hub, what's that experience been like? Oh, um, what can I say? Um it's been fantastic is the simplest way to put it um prior to covid this was a very very busy place we had a uh, you know it was fantastic to come in and you'd meet so many people of course when covid struck um, we had the lockdowns and um we we're all kind of resigned to home so being able to come back to the mill to these hubs is fantastic and um, the place is filling up again there's more people coming in. It's a great place to network and to meet people and, and, and just um, 
been able to grow your business too. So, uh, you know, overall, I think, you know, the, the expansion of, of, of web and app development over the last two years has been fantastic. Based in a, in a place like the mill helps us grow and, and facilitate that as well. So, And I suppose you're like-minded people because you're, you're looking at a, at, at a similar type market. You want that broader reach. You know, I'm sure you can even brainstorm, but because you're with people who think like you do, yeah. it has to help the mental attitude at yeah. work. It does, it does. But, you know, we're not all tech heads mm-hmm. in here as well, which mm-hmm. is interesting. So, you know, we will have a good perspective over the technology and how we're using it. But, um, uh, you know, I, I sit down at lunch and I have chats to people who work in construction and, and engineering and hospitality and tourism, you know. Because they all need the web and they all need well, the they apps. All, yeah, they yeah, absolutely, yeah. they all need a website, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. um, but moreover, it's just to get an idea of their business. Yeah. You know, I know how well we're all doing, but I don't necessarily know how well other sectors are doing. So when we can come in here and get a, a, a brief overview of what's going on in the world outside of the tech industry, um, I find it fantastic again, you know. Yeah. And it is extraordinary that you can stay in your locality, come to a place like the mill and the hub, mm and have that international reach on your doorstep. It's something you said, you know, you've seen big changes in the last 10 years, but particularly in the last five, that change has been astronomical, hasn't it? Huge, huge. Again, though, again, it's, it's about the technology that we use to, to, to uh, allow for that reach, you know, mm-hmm. so better connectivity, better places to go and work from. And, and, and again, it's meeting people again. It's, you know, people buy from people. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you can work in a place like, like I'm from Drogheda, and to live and work in Drogheda is a dream come true. Yeah. I mean, an absolute dream come no true. No travel. No yeah, travel, yeah, yeah. no commuting, yeah. you know. Well, look, Alan, I wish you well uh, into the next 10 years. Goodness knows what changes are going to come in that period of time. That's Alan Martin, Sinead. He's the Thank managing director much. of Brewery Design here um, at the Connected Hub at the Mill, where it's all going on. And hopefully in a little while, we will have a chance to talk to the Minister for Rural and Community Development, Heather Humphreys, later on. But for now, we'll say bye-bye. Thank you, Pat. And yeah, lots of advantages to this, isn't there? You know, the idea of not commuting, having a hot desk or, you know, uh, a space in your own local area where you can, you know, operate your business with like-minded people around you. It is a fantastic idea. We're going to join Pat a little bit later on in the second half of the show. News at 12 is approaching and we'll also have the Dirtbirds. Oh my God, I love these two. Sue Collins and Sinead Colbert will be joining us. They will be bringing their No Filters to to Drogheda at the weekend so we're going to get a flavour of what audiences can expect that's all on the way 11 to 1 on LMFM with Hi I'm on air online on your smart speaker this is LMFM that was Coldplay Sky Full of Stars and I'm Sinead Brazel how are you getting on? Thank you so much for joining me. Um, if you have just joined me, we're going to be catching up with Pat O'Shaughnessy and the LMFM Roadrunner crew. They are live from the Mill Enterprise Hub in Drogheda. And it's a very important day because Minister for Rural and Community Development, Heather Humphreys, is launching the government's new Connected Hubs app. We're going to check back in with Pat very, very shortly. But first, let's check in with the world of celebrity. <laughs> The Buzz on LMFM with the Crown Plaza Dundalk featuring Ireland's tallest work of art rooftop restaurant, bistro bar and conference rooms wedding and banqueting for up to 400 people thecrownplazadundalk.ie has it all Hi, I'm Louise. Snoop Dogg has collaborated with Heidi Klum for their new track Chai Tea with Heidi. Heidi tells us about the song. I love it so much. It's not only Snoop Dogg, but the chorus that I'm singing is from Rod Stewart, Baby Jane. So I love this whole mix of everything and, you know, I got to be part of it. So I'm super excited. Jake Gyllenhaal says Taylor Swift's song All Too Well has nothing to do with him and he had to block comments on Instagram when it was re-released. The actor who briefly dated the star says he doesn't mind artists using personal experiences as inspiration for their music but they also have a responsibility to ensure fans are respectful. He says musicians should not allow for cyberbullying in their name. Tom Holland has responded to rumours that he's recently bought a house in London with his girlfriend and co-star Zendaya. When asked about the alleged purchase on Live with Kelly Ripper and Ryan Seacrest, the 25-year-old had this to say. One of my favourite kind of aspects of this job is the way the press 
will manipulate the truth. Uh-huh. I've had so many people call me up because apparently I bought a new house in South London. You did? <laughs> Which is completely false. Like, no, I didn't buy a new re- house. Yes, you did. Don't you remember? I'm like, wow, what a that? surprise. I wonder when I'll get the keys. <laughs> yeah. but, yeah, so, so, where did that come from? Was there any inkling of truth to that? Where Did you walk by a house? Did you go to someone's house? Were you invited over? I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. That's The Buzz. I'm Louise. The Buzz on LMFM. With the Crown Plaza Dundalk. Featuring Ireland's tallest work of art. Rooftop restaurant, bistro bar and conference rooms. Wedding and banqueting for up to 400 people. The Dundalk.ie has it all. I have to say, I love Tom Holland. I think he's brilliant. And uh, yeah, the press... We'd be making up mad stories about celebrities all the time. But I, I, I'm intrigued by their lives. So I am one of those people who will click into those things and like go, oh, they bought a house together already. I am that person. I really am. I get sucked into it. By the way, if you want any more celebrity news, you can head over to lmfm.ie and we have a whole truckload of it there on the showbiz section. Now, we are going to be rejoining Pado Shocknessy. He is at the Mill Enterprise Hub in Drogheda today. And for people who are starting out in business, maybe you run a smaller business and you want to separate, you know, church from state, don't you? You want to separate your home life from your business. You don't want to be necessarily doing your, your business at home all of the time. Well, the Mill Enterprise Hub is a fantastic uh, centre where people can, you know, basically you can rent a desk there for, you know, a day or two a week. You can rent it for, you know, as long as you want. You've got like-minded people who are working away at their own businesses right beside you. And what they've launched today and what uh, the Minister for Rural and Community Development, Heather Humphrey, is launching is this ConnectedHubs.ie app. So when you download the app, you can find one of these hubs in your local area. So we're going to join Paddy Shocknessy, who is at the Mill Enterprise Hub now. How are you doing, Pat? You're very welcome back. Uh, very buoyed up we are here and indeed um, great excitement. Uh, the Minister just delivered her speech and she will be talking to us shortly. But uh, one of the pioneers behind this whole idea is Tomás O'Shiacón. He's the CEO of the Western Development uh, Commission. I suppose, Tomás, tell me a little bit about how we arrived at today. Well, indeed, the, I suppose it's been a long journey. From the point of view of the Western Development Commission, what was originally called telework and remote work was something that we had considered for a long time. So charged with rural and regional development, particularly along the West, we started a project with the Minister, a pilot about two years ago, to bring all the, the hubs that were in existence, and they had grown up organically. And people were saying, how can we bring these together? And uh, as I mentioned earlier on when I spoke about meetings we had in, in Limerick and in Sligo, we went out to see how many hubs there were. We expected that there might be 20, 30, and we discovered there were 70, now, all at varying different levels. But then over the following year, we built that up to 100 along what we call the Atlantic Economic Corridor and then immediately realised that there was a whole other number of hubs across the country. So we continued to work with the department and liaise with the department and discovered that we have just completed the survey work to identify over 400 across the country. 400? 400 across the country. And you'd be familiar with the, the Minister's launch of Our Rural Future. That's where that figure came from and we went out. It's a mix of community, it's a mix of private, it's a mix of public all in the above. And really what we're doing is bringing them together on this IT platform, connectedhubs.ie, where you can go in and you can book an hour, you can book a day, you can book a month, and you can book meeting space or whatever. So it's, it's to take a lot of the administrative burden off the hub managers and to ease the payment system and, and streamline all that process. And as our contributors this morning have already been saying, gives them an international audience when they do come in here. It does. So one of the things that we've discovered is you know, many of the towns that we would have experienced of across the country were market towns. So people used to come in and buy and sell cattle and there was a whole economic focus and that over years has disappeared and people have really worried about the dereliction in the centre of towns and we see these hubs now as beginning to be economic drivers. As the Minister said, not everybody will be able to work remotely but what's important is you bring people that can work remotely into centres like this and then stuff begins to happen. They go to the pub for their lunch, they get their hair cut, they get their car fixed and it begins to trickle down. So you begin to see centres of economic activity again in and around towns and villages and that's why we think it's really important to allow businesses to come together and to demystify the whole thing about entrepreneurship and starting a business and to have a friendly face when you come into somewhere like the mill here in Drogheda. I, I like that idea that you said, you know, the, the new marketplace and, and, and then you said at the end there to demystify because some people are quite nervous. Uh, they treat technology with trepidation and that's what you're doing. You're taking that trepidation away. 
I think so. And I think when you point to technology, that's one of the most interesting aspects of it that, you know, what has changed if we think back over only the last 10 years, the introduction of the iPhone, it's really meant that it's open to everybody if you have an idea. And we work with all the other agencies like of Enterprise Ireland and the Leos and, and IDA. But we're working hand in hand because we see these hubs for the individual. There's somewhere to go and work. We've done some work in the National Remote Work Survey. People want the social engagement. They want somewhere on their doorstep. Then for communities, it means that you have all that activity together. But for businesses, it means that people aren't working in their bedroom or in their kitchen. Mm -hmm. So they have a suitable workplace, good broadband, good coffee, which you would be very surprised (laughs) is one of the first things people always talk about. I had a good tea myself. (laughs) But these things bring people in and they create that sense of community. Uh, Tomás O'Shea thank you we could talk all day but thank you very much indeed the CEO there of the Western Development Commission thanks for coming over here to the East Coast today to this wonderful launch here at the Hub in the Mill Sinead we'll be talking to the Minister I hope in a little while but for now we'll say bye bye thank you very much Pat yeah good coffee very important very important when you're you're fueling yourself for the day that's one of the criteria that I would like look for as well uh, we'll join Pat a little bit later on now going to take a quick break we're back with Dusty Springfield 11 to 1 on LMFM LM. There's Dusty Springfield, son of a preacher man. Now I'm so excited to have these ladies back on the show because they're just brilliant and they got us through lockdown and all the rest. In a world where women are expected to have the patience of Mother Teresa, the arse of Jennifer Lopez, the social media profile of Kim Kardashian and the BMI of Al McPherson, the pressure is just relentless. Dirtbirds, the comedy duo and internet sensation, they're back with their hilarious new show No Filters, which takes a close look at the barrage of bull that we're subjected to on a daily basis and reminds us that despite what we're told there is no such thing as perfect, is there? They're performing in the Crescent Theatre in Drada this weekend. I'm delighted to have Sue Collins and Sinead Culbert on the line with me now. How are we doing, ladies? Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> we're back on tour, Sinead. We're back out there. Out, out, out. Yeah. Oh, Get your headphones on, girls. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Do you know what? I'd say you're just thrilled to be performing to full capacity audiences. Ah, uh, yeah. Incredible. We it's were, uh, yeah, we kept the sketches going during lockdown, and I think that's it's sort of. Um, it's great because they're, they're coming out and they're saying thanks a million for keeping us going with the sketches when there was no shows. And now that they're sort of payback time, isn't it? Feels brilliant. Yeah, it's fantastic. We were in Limerick and Tullamore at the weekend and there was busloads of women coming in. <laughs> 20 and 30 of them and there was vodka and gin and glamour and glitter and it was just wonderful. Yeah, oh, and it's great. the ultimate girls' night, eh? You see a Dirt Birds show, isn't there? And like, you know, I read the little blurb there for the No Filter show. You do describe the pressure on women that we feel all the time, this idea of perfection. I mean, do you think that there's even more pressure on women to have it all, you know, have the perfect life, the body, the career, the whole than say our mother's generation would have had. Yeah, well, I mean, we have that all, Sinead, just to say, you know, amazing <laughs> bodies and yeah. careers and everything. So just to, that's the first we thing. just want to get that out of the way. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, it is. Uh, it's ridiculous. Sure, you're trying. You're, we're both um, mothers and wives and nightmares. And uh, we're, we're, yeah, you're constantly trying to watch your weight, trying to balance you know, looking after the kids, we're on tour, you know what I mean? We're writing sketches as we're peeling potatoes over loudspeaker on the phone. Like, that's how we work. Yeah, that we worked like that for, I mean, there was one particular day I was stuffing a chicken. I had my arms <laughs> halfway up a chicken. <laughs> I don't know whether the poetry was the inspiration, but I think it was one of our one of our best jokes. I think we got at the time. Yeah, sure, the one of the... One of the most popular sketches got it got 1.2 million views or something. Is literally we yeah we were on the phone to each other going what can we write about this week and then I said what what are you making for the dinner by the way <laughs> and she was going oh I don't know and I was going oh, I'm so sick of it and we went why don't we do a sketch on that oh yeah. you yeah. see I love that so. the inspiration is striking you from this is why we relate to this so much because I totally connected to that sketch so much because it's just oh my god it's the most annoying part of my day every single day and I was mentioning actually yeah. at, the, at the top of the show that I was loving my life yesterday because I attempted a roast dinner for the first time in my life. <laughs> Why'd you get 
gone. Oh, listen, it didn't burn. And they were like, they were silent around the dinner table. Now, I don't know, was that like just eat it because Ginny Mac, God, he knows how she's going to react or did they like enjoy it? There was clean plates anyway. But you're well done, Tushinet. But you're so annoyed. Like my kids are the same. You know, you make shepherd's pie two hours of peeling and prodding and putting it away, and you're thrilled with yourself. And then they come in, and it just takes one child, doesn't it, to kind of curl their lip and go, "What's that? Are we having that again?" <laughs> and you're like, "Yes, we're having it. Are you going to be having it? <laughs> oh, totally. It really is. It really is. And, you know, I, I'm getting so many tips and hints from all of your sketches, particularly the latest one, because I'm fed up of cold callers as well coming to the door. And I've got some great ways of getting rid of them now, thanks to a sketch that you've just done. <laughs> oh, yes. I tell you, I'll give you a quick that we were doing. Uh, we were do, we were getting dressed up to go and, and shoot that sketch in a, a part of it in a friend's house up the road here and um, in the meantime somebody called into our my house to give out to me about something to do with the dogs you know but we came out dressed as Jehovah's Witness <laughs> <laughs> with glasses and suits and everything on and this woman had come to complain that my dog had bitten her dog <laughs> when she hadn't by the way hadn't bitten anybody but we were dressed from head to toe in this very strange <laughs> very strange costumes for the sketch <laughs> and like again it's this is our lives kind of juggling and I'm going I'm so sorry about that in big matte glasses and she must have thought we were completely crazy <laughs> yeah we do have a lot of moments Sinead where we go what exactly are we doing with our lives yeah. but um, our last sketch which we put up last week was phone chargers it was what families really argue about and there's an awful lot of people related to that because you know the the main cause of rows in most houses now are who took my phone charger oh <laughs> yes yes oh so my god great crack great response to that oh definitely you can relate to that there's a few culprits in that in my house let me tell you but you're coming to Drogheda at the Crescent Theatre Friday night is completely sold out there's only a handful of tickets left for Saturday left for the Saturday yeah we stuck on the second night thank god and that's flying out the door but there's a few tickets left for that and then we're also in Kells um, there's a few tickets left on the Thursday, the 3rd of March for Kells as well. And I was told um, by our promoter, don't forget to mention Yuri. So we're in Yuri in the Canal oh, Court. Very good. Not, yeah, that's our neck of the woods the around here too. Yuri, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, normally, a lot, now I know the tour as well started at this stage, right? But normally, yeah. Jason Byrne, he told us, right, that before he starts <laughs> off his tour, he'll start off a show in Drogheda because the audience are bonkers and he ends up oh, using some brilliant. material in it. Yeah, well, well, uh, we've always had... Well, I'm from Dundalk, Sinead. We know that, know. yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Oh, yeah, up the town, up the town. <laughs> and uh, I... Um, yeah, sure, Dundalk and Drada, uh, all around loud. You know, we're we're definitely very sophisticated people, which yeah. is our name. <laughs> we're huge in loud. Great sense of humour. We're huge in loud. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> you, I'm telling you, the girls of Drada and uh, uh, Dundalk, the best-looking girls. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at the course. Look at the course. Yeah. <laughs> good jeans there. Good jean pool. Ah, yeah, absolutely. No two ways about it. <laughs> but, you know, the, the sketches, as we mentioned, so well thought out. You know what I mean? So well thought out. But on the night, do you ever improvise and do you ever throw each other off? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, Sinead, you wouldn't believe what goes on after the Yeah, we just had a show in Limerick and... Uh, we, well, we won't ruin it for anyone, but we do take people up in the, on the stage <gasps> and there's a bit of audience interaction. So there's loads of improvisation um, that happens. No. And it's great because it's different for us. You know, we have the show, but if we don't improvise, we get bored. You know what I mean? So it's a different show every night, quite yeah. honestly. I think it makes it just unique for the audience. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and uh, for them on the night, yeah, there's loads and loads of chat. To the, to the to the ladies, they love it. Oh, yeah, the, and to whatever to, poor man happens to be in the audience, <laughs> hiding, hiding under his wife's chair, hoping he's not. <laughs> yeah, because it is. You know, we we we've been talking about it being a ladies' night, and it is very much a ladies' night. But you love seeing men there too. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, and they love it. This is we get all these reviews then of the show saying thanks a million, thank God I wasn't spotted, but I loved it. <laughs> I loved the show. I was high on the third. 
chair to the left, you know. But <laughs> they, um, yeah, they're always great cracks. Your men love a bit of crack like oh, that. Oh, you have to have you know. a bit of crack. You have to have a bit of crack. Well, Sue and Sinead, it's been such a pleasure. I'm thrilled to see you back performing again. Thank you so, so much for joining me and the best of luck with the No Filters Tour. Thanks Thank you so much, Sinead. Sinead. Thanks a million, the birds. They're fantastic. They always put a smile on my face. They're in the Crescent Theatre this weekend. Forget about Friday night, Saturday night. There's a handful of tickets there. They're also in Kells in March as well. You can find all of the details on their Facebook page and also on dirtbirds.net. 11 to 1 on LMFM. LMFM. Tomorrow is the 22nd of the 2nd, 2022. It's a lot of twos happening there and there might be a significance in this. On tomorrow's show, I'm going to be chatting to Grania Tyndall. We had her on at the start of the year. She's a numerologist and we had a huge amount of uh, people get in touch with us with with their dates of birth to get a little bit of an insight into what the year holds. If you would like Grania to do a reading for you on tomorrow's show you can send me in your date of birth now please to 086 1800 658 so that's coming up on tomorrow's show it's time to return to the Mill Enterprise Hub in Drogheda for the final time and Pat O'Shaughnessy has managed to track down Minister Heather Humphreys she's launching the government new Connected Hubs app how you doing Pat? Yes Sinead you're very welcome back for the last time here today and I'm delighted after everybody pulling out over in all directions the Minister for Rural and Community Development decided to come and sit down and have a little chat with LMFM. Heather Humphreys herself now joins me. Uh, a wonderful morning here and great excitement at the hub in, in the mill in Drogheda. Yeah, this is great excitement here. Mm. This is an absolutely wonderful facility here in the mill and we saw so many people that are working here. They're using the hot desk facility. Uh, some of them are here permanently. Some of them drop in for two or three days a week. And uh, I'm here today to uh, announce a, a new uh, connected hubs app so that means if you want to get a hot uh, desk or you want to book a space in your local uh, hub you can do so by picking up your phone and uh, booking it online so we want to make it easy for people Mm -hmm. because I honestly believe that uh, remote working and working in in hubs like this is the way forward you don't have to be sitting in traffic you don't have to be uh, uh, waiting uh, in a a queue for a bus Uh, you can work from uh, your local hub where you can either walk or maybe cycle to work. It reduces your commute time and it improves your quality of life, which at the end of the day, we all want to spend more time in recreational facilities, more time with our families. And we have loads of fine outdoor facilities that we can use. And it's better than sitting in traffic and trying to get by a deadline to some office. And for those that are used to working at home, it takes them out of the home and takes that work environment from the home and the home life becomes normal again because it's been very abnormal for a lot of people who have had desks and CPUs sitting on their tables at home when they want to do the dinner and that type of thing. So it takes them, those people are used to it and they will come and they will uptake it. But what about people who are not so sure? How are you going to encourage the people that really don't know, who are a little bit nervous about it, uh, need a little push in the right direction? How are you going to encourage those? Well, uh, that's what we're doing today. We want to create this uh, awareness around what is available. Uh, As a government we have spent 100 million euro on converting uh, old buildings in centre of towns into remote working hubs so they're fine facilities and you'll be able to get a, a picture of what they're like if you if you go onto the app uh, they're all showing their wares on that app and uh, believe you me they're very comfortable and uh, you should uh, look at the app and uh, see what's available there and have a conversation if you're an employee with your employer and ask can you uh, use the facility and can you reward work remotely for maybe one or two days and I'd say to employers have a look at these facilities and consider for those uh, with uh, high rents in city centre locations perhaps they could reduce their footprint there, reduce their costs and take up uh, spaces in some of these remote working facilities and and I think that uh, it's something that uh, we can have as a permanent feature of our life because it really is uh, a a win-win for everybody whether it's the employer or the employee especially when you're saving a few bob as you said there you're the CEO of the Western Development Commission this morning said to me when I spoke to him Tomaso Sheikon that they're becoming like the new marketplace you know and you've been uh, for the development for rural um, 
activities that's a nice way to sell it isn't it you know if you're in your rural community don't feel isolated that's what this is about this brings you right into the commercial centre of the world never mind the, the, the nearest town yeah absolutely and uh, I agree with uh, Tomas when he says that because sometimes if you're working from home and as you said we have all been working from home can be lonely if you're in a hub here you have a communal space where you have a bit of lunch you can chat to other people uh, you can get ideas you can network and that's so important these days it's all about networking it's a very small world now and uh, there are people here working for multinational companies uh, across the globe so again it's about using this facility and it's about getting to know what's available in your area and as well as that at home when you're working uh, at the kitchen table sometimes uh, it's uh, sometimes it's it's not the right environment either because the kitchen chair you could end up with a sore back and we all know about that <laughs> we don't want one of those we no want one of those. and uh, you're here and you have uh, good facilities you have desks uh, that uh, are, are that comply with health and safety requirements and you have the, a lovely environment and you have uh, filters here for to keep the air clean there's all sorts of things mm. uh, and it's warm it's comfortable when you're working from home you have to keep the heating on all day as well yeah. so there's extra costs. So I would say to anybody that's thinking uh, of working uh, remotely, come and visit your local hub. And there are so many facilities here in this county and this is a particularly good one here in the mill. Uh, thanks for, 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 for going through all that. It would be remiss uh, of me to let you go, given that the three leaders are meeting this evening. There's been a lot of talk over the weekend on social media about mask wearing, and indeed, will it be mandatory? Is it going to be dropped? Professor Anthony Staines this morning said to us in one of our programmes that he thought dropping of mandatory mask wearing was a little bit too soon. What do you say to that? Yeah, well, we have the, the public health advice uh, from uh, uh, Dr. Houlihan, and uh, in fairness, government has always taken this advice, and and uh, we will be discussing it uh, tomorrow. And if the you know the chief medical officer is of the opinion that we can remove the masks, well, I'm happy to take his advice. And I just want to say thanks to the Irish people because it was the commitment of people up and down the length and breadth of this country that complied with the regulations. And here we are today, uh, and it's a good news day because uh, we have uh, you know, we have been very successful as a country. Unfortunately, some people lost their loved ones and it was not easy, but uh, overall, the response was fantastic. Uh, and I'm glad that we are now deciding... Uh, whether you wear a mask or not but I do think that people will probably be inclined some people to continue to wear their masks and I think we should respect that uh, for whatever reason and uh, mask wearing will probably uh, become a part of life now uh, that Covid is over for some time to come Minister for Rural and Community Development Heather Humphreys, thank you very much for taking the time here this morning to talk to us. Thanks very much Fantastic. Thank you, Pat, for all of that information from the Mill Enterprise Hub in Drogheda. You can find out more information about this. It is on uh, the new uh, connectedhubs.ie. That is our lot on the show for today. Thank you to everybody who contributed. Thank you so much for your company. We leave you with Cindy Lauper. Have a great Monday. Chat to you tomorrow. 11 to 1 on LMFM. LMFM. 